Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, we get uh, segment one of the Subway Series. The Mets and the Yankees split the first series, taking one game apiece there at City Field. We'll get part two uh, next month at Yankee Stadium. Not a fan of the two and two, but nevertheless, that's how it is. Kind of leaves you with an empty feeling like you really didn't win or really lose. So I think it was a positive for the Yankees. It was a good series overall. Again, could have taken the second game possibly. Uh, but again, there, there were a lot of positives to take away from it. A couple of negatives, but mainly positives. So we'll dive into all that. But before we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So if it's your first time listening, make sure you subscribe. Get these little wrap-up reports after each series. And plus other cool stuff, only exclusive for you podcast subscribers. And more recently, uh, if you want to go check you know, either the podcast version, but of course visual is always better, make sure you go over to the YouTube page of Section 420 Talking Yankees, uh, most recent episode with um, Francisco from the Baseball Grind podcast. Um, so kind of chatted with him this week, um, talk about some various different baseball issues, you know, you got the whole situation with the Oakland A's, it's pretty obviously going to move to Vegas. So kind of the little backdrop to that kind of as a general baseball podcast and, uh, but also got his take on some other things such as, uh, the whole judge, you know, peaking situation. So just get an interesting take of someone who's a non-Yankee fan, kind of his opinion on the whole thing. So you want to check that out. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll dive into the subway series here and two very exciting games, two games uh, decided by one run. So again, if you're a fan. Uh, you can't ask for anything else. Now, obviously, it's a little underwhelming because for the Yankees, you don't have Aaron Judge. And for the Mets, you don't have Pete Alonzo. Both injuries right now pretty serious. And it looks like, obviously, maybe the Alonzo one a little bit more. They look, you know, with hand issues, probably about four to six weeks away where Judge, they still don't have a timetable on him. But, you know, it doesn't seem like he'll be that far away. So, uh, so yeah, it would have been much better with Judge and Alonzo in the series. But nevertheless, even what, what, what was there, even though, you know, Billy McKinney and, uh, you know, Jake Bowers isn't exactly, you know, exciting, but the two games were pretty good. Um, and again, there were a lot of positive takeaway from that. Now, pitching matchups were as good as you get, even though really, you know, the first one was kind of a dud there, but it turned out to be Matt Scherzer versus Severino. And the second game was Cole and Verlander. And that second game was the one that held up more. But we'll get into the first one now. The Yankees fell behind early in this one. They did have a, an early one nothing lead off of Gio Carl Stanton, uh, home run off of Scherzer in the first, but uh, not really a surprise there. I mean, Stan has like nine career home runs off them, but uh, the Yankees gave it right back. Uh, Brandon Nimmo with a two-run home run. The Mets tied on a couple of more runs, and Severino found himself in a five-to-one hole. And now this is really the third start in a row where Severino just has not looked good at all. Now Severino was able to at least stretch himself out a little bit, so the Yankees have to go to build bullpen early, unless kept the Yankees in it enough to finally chip away at that lead. And the good part about this win is that the Yankees scored seven runs, which is wow. Yeah, it seems like without Judge, don't score any runs. So. Uh, it was other guys contributing. It's guys that need to contribute, such as DJ LeMayu. Hit a two-run home run to bring the Yankees at least back within the stratosphere. So at, at that point, Yankees only trailing 5-3. to three, And the Yankees would eventually come all the way back. And it'll take, actually, an Anthony Volpe. Now, it, it was a double, but it was a, a ball hit into center field that Brandon Nimmo should have caught. The Yankees would uh, eventually tie the game at 6-6. Six, six, and then go. I have a go-ahead on a Josh Donaldson RBI sacrifice fly, take a 7-6 lead. But really, the big point of this game was the bottom of the eighth inning with bases loaded. Now, Wandy Peralta wasn't effective. Boone decided to go with Clay Holmes. Now, this was the meat of the Mets order here. They probably made perhaps the two best hitters, at least most dangerous hitters there, Lindor and uh, Sterling Marte. And for Clay Holmes, even though this wasn't a playoff game, these were probably the two biggest strikeouts in his career so far. Now, again, it's not a postseason game, but just with everything riding on this game, Mets-Yankees, the big the moment, and the fact that Holmes, yeah, you know, he's been very effective now lately. It looks like he's kind of 
I don't say he's fully recovered. He's not really the homes of last year yet. We had the 0.90 ERA, but much effective in the last few weeks. I think he's only given like one earned run in the last 19 innings like that. So, again, he's kind of turned the corner a little bit and in a big spot on a 3-2 pitch. I mean, doesn't get any more clutch than that. Able to strike out Francisco Lundor and then uh, Sterling Marte after that, who, again, Marte's dealing with the neck issue. He's not 100%, but he's still very da- a dangerous hitter. Nevertheless, able to get Marte to strike out after that. Again, battled three two there. Again, a very intense at bat, and uh, just a big relief to get you know two big strikeouts with bases loaded. There, it doesn't get more clutch than that. So again, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that's probably Holmes' biggest moment. Hopefully not of his career, because hopefully he's doing some good things for the Yankees in the postseason. You know whether it's this year or next year. But again, even though he did pitch in the postseason a little bit last season, these strikeouts were much bigger than that, and it'll get the Yankees to the ninth inning, and then Boone goes with Michael King, kind of the flip flop there, where you know. Boone uh, kind of does close it by committee. I was okay, and King had a breezy, easy uh, nine-pitch, ninth inning, and closed out for the 7-6. Yankees win, again, a thrilling win, come back from 5-1, to one, score some runs, again, without the big man judge in there. Now, you had to be worried about it a little bit, because earlier on, there was some sloppy pet play, and mainly by Gleyber Torres, uh, just kind of nonchalanting a few balls a little bit, kind of a little bit out of it. And you take that, you know, those error, the errors he had in the Boston game there, now here, Looks like his head's out of it a little bit. I don't know if something going on with him, personal life, I don't know, but doesn't look fully focused on the field yet. Now, if this was Joe Girardi, maybe he would have yanked Torres out and embarrassed him in front of everyone. Well, Boone's not going to do that, but I don't know. Maybe something doesn't look right with Torres. This is his head's flaking out a little bit, and I don't know. Maybe he just knows that this is probably his final year. I don't think the Yankees are looking to extend them more than that, of course. You got Volpe, you got Peraza floating around, of course, as well, Cabrera. And, you know, Peraza hitting great in AAA right now. A lot of people want to see him up right now. And you hear this whole argument, you know, Volpe struggling. Won't you put Peraza in there? I, again, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit after. What, but I, I just think Gleyber Torres knows that he's not here for the long term. And possibly if the Yankees do make some sort of move to the trade deadline. Maybe it does include Gleyber Torres, who's not – obviously he's all-star great, but he's a good second baseman. I mean, you know, I think there are a lot of teams that would like something like that, that a second base would pop. Uh, to pick him up there so maybe it's thrown a deal there and maybe just knows his days are numbed with the Yankees and his his head's checked out a little bit I don't know but nevertheless uh but Yankees take away the, the first one seven to six now the second game the starting pitches actually finally lived lived up to the billing more than the first ones did the Yankees were able to tr- chase Scherzer out after four innings again he was not affected at all in, in holding the five to one lead but Cole and Verlander traded zeros there and it wasn't until finally the sixth inning the Mets were able to punch through uh, thanks to an RBI from Tommy Pham. Now, the Yankees had a bunch of dinkers and dunkers, would eventually take a 2-1 to lead, and then it was IKF with some heads-up base running against the lefty reliever, and with Bill McKinney up there, able to just pick the right pitch to go on, actually steals home on a pitch that was high and in on McKinney, and the ball actually ended up getting thrown to the backstop. So, you know, IKF was uh, going to be – he could have he just waltzed and moonwalked in to home. So, uh, you know, the Yankees' first steal of home since Jacoby Ellsbury did it back in – uh, 2016 there, so it's been a while for the Yankees. And again, the Yankees not really known as speed demons, but IKF, you know, doesn't look like it, but he does steal bases. He gets on, he's aggressive, and and he's been hitting much better lately. So he's he's turned it on a little bit, and uh, you know, that's just obviously. If, I don't think the Yankees are looking to move him, but again, that's something. Someone now who you know, if, if there's a trade to be made somewhere at the trade deadline, teams will be a little bit more interested in IKF now because he's hitting much better than he was in April and early May. So that's someone else that could be flown out of the way. But nevertheless. Later in the game, Marinaccio had a couple of runners on. Now, the runners were charged to Jimmy Cordero, but Marinaccio gave up a two-run uh, RBI to Sterling Marte there. So Marte, who failed before or the night before, base loaded, came through this time, two RBI single at that point, tied the game 3-3. Now, 
Um, could have been worse, but heads up by uh, Jose Trevino. The ball got thrown into home there. Brandon Nimmo was a little bit off second there, a little aggressive, and uh, Trevino able to throw the ball, relay it over to DJ LeMayo covering second base, and they nailed Nimmo there. So a blunder by Nimmo there, which could have been, you know, kind of killer there because Mets, you know, were rallying and possibly could have taken a lead there. But at least uh, the heads up play able to keep the score tied at that point, 3-3. But Nimmo would get his revenge now in the bottom of the uh, 10th inning there. Extra runners, of course, but now you got the ghost runner there. And Again, when you're the away team there, eh, it's really tough to win those games on the road, the ghost runner. Uh, usually, the, you know, the last at bat the team that got the bottom frame is going to win it because they got a shot to tie and go ahead almost every time. And this time they would end up going ahead. Um, now, Albert Abreu in multi-inning of work. Now, they had the lefty. Nimmo got his chance for redemption in the inning. So I guess against the lefty there, Boone decided to go with the lefty Nick Ramirez there. So technically, Nick Ramirez gave up the hit, the Nimmo, the game-winning hit there. Um, Escobar came around and scored easily. Uh, so even though Ramirez gave up the hit, the loss technically goes to Albert Ray, which, again, is kind of silly anyway because you got the goals running. But nevertheless, uh, the Mets with the walk-off bottom of the 10th win there to get themselves a little breathing room, a little redemption there, and tie the series one game apiece. And for the Yankees, yeah, you're disappointed. Where Again, all right, you scored three runs there, and you know it wasn't as good as the night before. But it was a competitive game. It was an exciting game. Again, it wasn't a terrible loss. I mean, again, the Yankees did have a 3-1 lead at, at some point in this game. And... I think this is because it was so early in the game. And plus they pitched the night before. Boone stayed away from King and Clay Holmes going there too early. So he kind of forced him to go to the likes of Cordero Marinaccio in there. And again, I just think the quality is down a little bit. You know, if those matchups were a little later in the game, maybe you do see a Michael King there. So I just think it was just bad timing. Now, look, Marinaccio needs to do his job there. But he didn't. He didn't come through. But still, it's not a terrible loss. It's not like they choked away the 5-1 to one lead. You know, 3-1 leads. like, eh, it's annoying. But it's not the worst in the world. And at the Mets at the point... They got to be so desperate for wings. They're playing bad. I mean, this is a team with a $355 million payroll, and they're like six, six games below 500. And, you know, Buck tried to have the close door meeting the other day. Didn't really seem to help too much. You figure they're scrapping, they're, scra- they're scraping for a win. Brandon Nimmo's probably scraping any way possible just for some, some bonehead plays he had earlier, both in the first and second game there. So they're up against the wall. So they're probably going to be a little bit more aggressive than Yankees in that situation. And they just kind of got that one piece. So again, it's not terrible. It's okay. You take one piece there. And especially for the Yankees, you're, you're the, the, the away team. You'll definitely settle for that. Now, again, I don't like these two and two matchups. Again, the next two are in July, I believe 25 and 26 at Yankee Stadium. It's like you feel like you're going to win with anything, lose anything. So it's kind of there. Uh, I think they'd rather do, do it when they first originally, originally had in the league play out. You do a three and three. If you want to do six games in the same season, I'm okay with that. Or just have three for the entire year and just flip-flop. All right, this year at City Field, this year at Yankee Stadium. And just do it that. Because, again, with these two-game series, you don't feel like you win anything. There's, like, no momentum. It's just kind of like, nah. I think the only thing, way you feel if you won is something if you win all two. It's like, okay, it's great. But not a fan of it. I just think they should either do a three-game set whether you do two sets of those, one at City Field and one at Stadium, fine, or just do one three-game thing and just alternate year-to-year between venues. So the two games, you don't feel anything fat. And for the Yankees now, they get a day off and then start rematch against uh, the Red Sox this time at Fenway Park. Remember, all three of those games were tight. Yankees losing two out of three. Should have won at least two out of three. You know, But, of course, that was the Sunday night baseball bonehead plays by Gleyber Torres. So hopefully he shapes up a little bit um, You know, for the three games up at Fenway there. And for the Yankees, Harrison Bader working his way back. Went 0 for 4 in his first uh, you know game at Somerset there. But, you know, let's see. Hopefully maybe he'll be available uh, when the Yankees are up in Fenway. Judge, as I mentioned before, no timetable on him yet. So there's a wait. And, of course, um, some Yankee you know, arms waiting to get back. Uh, mainly Carlos Rendon and Ian Hamilton. You know, with Hamilton, of course, with Tom McCainley in there, and Canley looking pretty effective, definitely a boost to the Yankee bullpen. Uh, Ian Hamilton and Rendon are going to be throwing some live batting practice, uh, I believe, around today. So uh, they're working their way back soon. And no news on Nestor yet in terms of his recovery or any news with his shoulder there. So 
uh, waiting on us. They're waiting on Judge as well there. Uh, but overall, you know, good quality play. But, you know, it's just good maybe from the city to see the Yankees score some runs without Judge in the lineup. And, hey, look, Donaldson's been contributing a lot. I mean, so far so good with some home runs. He's been getting on base, and he's just been active. So he looks a little lively. So really can't complain about him. And, you know, Stanton, decent. Good to see him get that first home run in the, the Subway Series game. And, you know, hopefully get his bat rolling there. Because, you know, if he gets hot, hot he could get he's like a judge-ish type person. He could carry the team. And, um, you know, just kind of trickle down to everyone else there. So that's what we got there. So the Yankees kind of split there, move on to Boston, and we'll catch you next time. 